Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. Michael? Wills. Probate. Probate. Convincing. Convincing. 10% so- off your legal fees. I was barely out the tunnel today, but I was went there to pack stuff up. Someone still shouted at me, oh, yeah. so it's good to know. Good to know it's, it sticks. It's like your mating call, isn't it? <laughs> there was none of that. Uh, Dan, Michael, and Rob here. Then after leads for Huddersfield one, and finally a nice sort of relaxing afternoon. Boo, boring, boring <laughs> second <laughs> half. It's funny, Boo. wasn't that? that second half was like a training exercise, but um, they were terrible, weren't they? Absolutely dog shit. There was a real moment in the first half where you could tell they were just broken and they just gave up. And like, mm. oh, fed up now. Do we have to? I did think like, what do you say to them at halftime if you're the manager? Go out there and win the second half, which they which did, they so did. congratulations to them. have to say um, that, you know, they were bitching and moaning about the ticket prices mm. and like all those fans are theirs that left at halftime. Pro rata, you paid about the same anyway, didn't you? 20 quid for a half of football. <laughs> that is true. What's wrong with them? I can see why they did though, really. Yeah. Because... I'm surprised it, they made it to half time. To it was not going to turn, was it? As much as pessimistic as I am, I didn't think they were going to get back into that. It was funny, wasn't it? How uh, it sort of flattened the second half atmosphere a bit because it was like watching a training exercise. Mm. Leeds weren't overly committing forward. Huddersfield weren't pressing us. It was just a case of almost running the clock down. And then obviously Melier has his moment. But I mean, we can just talk about the first half because it was an, it was absolute carnage, wasn't it? Yeah, second half we just had a rest, yeah. made a load of changes. Everyone has a bit of time off. Because so I mean, we did play. We've gone late Wednesday to early Saturday, haven't we? So it's, you yeah. know, there's not a lot of time between games. So it's very sensible to just see it out. It's absolutely fine. And they shouldn't have scored, should they? Let's face it. No, it that was, was a bad, error. it was a bad error. It was a mistake. And it kind of looked offside too, but I mean, really, who can, who can give a shit? Yeah. I, it's always hard to tell with those ones because you're looking at the wrong moment, yeah. aren't you? And it was like, I think, did Piro have one rolled out in the first half? Where mm. I was like, well, he's clearly onside. And then the same thing happened in the second. I was yeah. like, no, 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 that's offside. I was willing to bet my life that that was, uh, that was onside. Yeah. Even though I didn't see a replay and the linesman was in line. Well, what do they know, <laughs> frankly? Um, but yeah, first half was just was just great. The only point I was worried in the first half, I think I made a note on about 20 minutes to say we should be winning, was about all. Was about the only thing I was worried about. 20-minute text, yeah. Just because it's like... To Phil. Just because they... I mean, they, they feel like they didn't touch the ball for about the opening 10 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say the only moment I worried in the first half was when Leeds broke three on two and Somerville gave it to Dan James. I was like, no, don't give it to Dan James. And he just put it in the bottom corner. I was like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, do yeah. give it to Dan James. I had that Perfect. same thought. I thought, oh, Brilliant. out of the three of them that broke, yeah. it was at three on two. Mm. I was like, oh, oh. It was great. It. So I'm sorry, Dan James. Yeah, yeah. the, the Rutter dislike goes 10 minutes, by the way. just noticed that. But yeah, right. yeah, they're... Um, the first note I've got there is seven minutes, their, their seven runs a long way and shoots wide. But yeah. I think that was the first thing they'd done for the 
They had a couple of moments, didn't they, where you thought, if they're going to hurt us, it'll be on the break. But then every time we went forward, it looked like we were going to score. Yeah, we did. And the, the other, the best chance they had in the first half, actually, was the one where I think Shackleton had tried to chest it back to Melier and it went a bit wrong. But then Rodon came from absolutely nowhere and did an unbelievable tackle. He's really good. I yeah. hope he's all right. Yeah, I think it's probably just a precaution, um, taking him off a little bit of tightness in the hamstring or whatever. Yeah, we thought it would make it a bit interesting bring on, bring on Cooper and Ailing. That was... Uh, like old times, wasn't it? Well, no. <laughs> because Ailing used to be able to run. Yeah. And even the Huddersfield has shown not, not a glimmer of pace for the entire game. All of a sudden, Ailing came on and you went, well, they're quite quick. I was, um, I was just flicking through Twitter on the way down then. Um, on the walk back and I saw somebody say it's the first time they'd kind of had the realisation that we need to move on from the previous promotion squad yeah um, and that's kind of where we are because like Cooper unsettled us a bit at the back then he ailing just wasn't quite I don't know the, the players are not necessarily up to speed of the game as well when they come on but um, yeah it's it's sad isn't it Ailing did get the chance to not necessarily recreate his volley against Huddersfield, mm. but it was from the same sort of spot and for a brief moment I was like oh, we are going to go back in time everything's going to be fixed like pre-pandemic it's going to be great but no he, he was a uh, he's a good laugh Aileen watching him now to be honest <laughs> so he's, he's passing as well it's just horrendous today but yep. whatever my notes from the game say 66 dro- dropping to Ailing blocked with the, that was the chance but then um, somewhere between 70 and 74 minutes I've written Ailing is finished <laughs> oh bless him he won great but he didn't matter by that point and I mean let's face it they were terrible yeah absolutely terrible and I think that's what should have happened against Sheffield Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. was the afternoon we should have enjoyed a month ago or whenever it was. Yeah. It's not going well for them, though, is it? No. It's not. But no. Huddersfield are doing all right, though, weirdly. Like, how have they got that many points being that bad? Where are they in the league? They're, they're quite low down, but they've managed to get 14 points from 14 games. They were 21st mm-hmm. before this game. Presumably they're about similar. They, they are similar. Lost, yeah. yeah, still 21st. Yeah. Um, still, still somewhere clear of Sheffield Wednesday. Right. Yeah. Gather, as, yeah. as, as is everyone gather they're quite low down <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah they, they were laughably bad weren't they I think every time like just like Rute just kept picking the ball up and then like running past people and you think oh there's no way he's not going to get there mm. he's behind the man the man's close to the ball and suddenly he just bursts down the wing and you go oh we're getting another chance, <laughs> another chance then, aren't we? it looks like they try to tackle like a bar of soap when Rutter gets the ball mm. they just can't no defender knows what to do with him and he's like he does the same thing every time the turn he does it just works every time mm. he's just big and strong as well they can't get the ball off him He's class, like he's passing again. Yeah. Just different class. The weight of him, if his passes is so nice. I don't know, I don't know if he somehow manages to put backspin on him or something. <laughs> There's just something about him that they're always just so teed up for people to run onto or to shoot from and stuff. It's, yeah, he's he's a dream. Yeah. And he, he faded a bit second half actually, didn't he? Didn't he feel like he wasn't in it as much? But then no one was. No. Yeah, yeah. First half, we just destroyed him. Completely. Just looking at the, uh, at the stats, we had 74% possession. Uh, expected goals was 1.71 to 0.73. What's uh, their completed passes and is it less well, than 100? We, I was just going to say that the important stats here that reflect the game most accurately are total shots 20 to 5. Mm. Um, we only had three big chances, so we did all mm. right there. Uh, accurate passes, 773 by us, uh, 92% pass accuracy. I, I guess a lot of that went round in the defence then, mm. second half particularly. They are 219 and 74%. Um, I reckon most of them were in their own half as well. Yeah, in our half, they felt like they never managed to string anything together. They won on offsides. Though. We were caught offside three times. They weren't caught offside at all. So that's because they did not attack. That's the real quiz. Um, yeah, we uh, we absolutely mullered them, didn't we? And I think should they have had a man sent off as well? There was a couple of tackles in that game. I thought Ooh. there were a few that let the ref let go. There was one on Ampadu, wasn't there? That was yeah. Bad. That was a, that was a given as a yellow, yeah. wasn't it? But it was one of those that. 
is kind of it's as it's as close as you can get to a red probably without it being. But then Hog, who I always want to call Hoggy because I've heard Warnock say it so much. Yeah. Hoggy did one that I didn't see, but he'd already been booked. It was towards the end of the first half, and, and it, it was that late. I wasn't actually watching, but you could see he stood up and did a kind of a oh. Come on, no. Yeah, it was the, the, the ref just let him off with it. So yeah, it was the end of the first half where it looked like they'd probably given up, and a mm. few of their players looked like they were trying to get themselves sent off because it was like, oh, I really don't want to come out for the second half. If that's it, all right. It was mm. fun watching their some of their fans not only leave but um, turn on their players and manager as well. Did you notice um, right by the bottom corner because they actually sold their away tickets, which is good of them. Warnock's so, widows, so, aren't they? Well done. Down at the very front where the corner of the um, of the West Ham meets the tunnel and there was some argy-bargy going on there, let me tell you. Some unhappy people expressing their opinions, which they are within their rights it's to a, do. It's a big day from them, isn't it? You've got to remember that. Yeah. But 20 quid for a cup final ticket. It's good. It's really it's reasonable bad. reasonable it's, price, it's I think. A good price. And they've seen lots of goals as well, so they can go home happy, mm-hmm. can't they? So they were underdogs, nice. weren't they? Mm. Just how they like it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very good. Um, goals, let's talk about the goals then. Who scored? Can't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> James got a couple each, didn't they? Yes. So what let me let me go back. they to were in. Let's go back to the game stats. I uh, can't James remember. scored the first one. That was the one that he twenty minutes shoved in the bottom corner. The yeah, Phil, the Phil Hay good. time because obviously twenty minutes is when Phil Hay's supposed to message me. Never does to tell me how the game's going to go. But one nil at twenty minutes, Dan James. It's the uh, Johnny Cooper who's tweeted a good stat that uh, Somerville is the first player to score two goals and get two assists in a game since Lee Bowyer in two thousand and one. for Cup. Right, there you go. But it, the first goal, I've checked my notes now, I've remembered it. It was... Well done for doing your job, Michael. <laughs> Thank you very I'm much. I'm trying to do several things over here. Well... Like controlling a live stream, looking at the comments, listening to your inane babble. Doing them all badly. But it was it was Ruter again. Saving our, commercial, so- saving our commercial contract with Levi's solicitors. Down in the kind of time. left-back position. And it was a really, again, a really nice... Bit. I think he waited for a minute for the pass. And then it was a really nice way of pass. And it was Somerville to James and... That was the one that was near post, wasn't it, James? Because he varied his finishes. The second one went far post, went across the keeper. First one went through the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh yeah, that was bad keeping, wasn't it? Was that one? I thought their keeper was quite bad on a few of them. Did you notice mm. that we resurrected? It's only quiet from the south stand, but they resurrected at the start of the second half because obviously they turned us round, didn't they? So they were mm. attacking. Well, well really, yeah, ra- yeah, really, yeah. really rattled us. That yeah, yeah. could see the players like, oh <laughs> fucking hell. Oh. Um, as the keeper came out and went to the south stand and they started singing 4-0, it's your keeper's fault. Like oh, we did it, it was Alex Smithers we sang that against yeah. and broke him. I was disappointed there was no um, it's Tom Lee's fault again. Mm. Although there was, there, were, there was a chant of you're too shit to play for Leeds mm. at Tom Lee's. I don't sing that at Tom Lee's. I know, bless him. <laughs> it's not his fault. It's only pantomime, Rob. Don't <laughs> don't take it so personally. It's all right. It's all right. So that was so a 1-0, 20 minutes, Dan James. What happened with that one again? Remind me, sorry. Which which one was that? So that was which I explained. That was Ruter at left back, but you weren't listening because you do it. Oh, I'm, I claim to be doing more than one job, even though I'm just doing one and ignoring the others. Um, <laughs> that was Ruter in the left back, finding Somerville, finds James. So I say that again, I wasn't just listening. A, just a dead quick counter attack. Uh, it's hard doing this job. Well, you certainly make it look that way. And then we were 2 0 up after 31, Somerville. Which one was that then? That was the proper daisy cutter, wasn't it? Mm. We just slowly rolled into the net through the keeper. I was a bit like. Probably should have saved that. <laughs> was that the one where he went, he went down the left and cut back onto his right foot? Was yeah. It that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he, he sort of just passed it in. Mm. Just past the standing goal. Really goal. close to him. <laughs> Quite close to the goalkeeper and not very hard. Well, this, is, this is some exciting uh, live updates for you then. Ipswich currently losing 1-0. Mm. At 10 past three as we timestamp this one. So you're saying promotion's on? HMS Piss the League or whatever we're renaming it. It's happening, mate. Mm. But yeah, that was... Um, in fairness to the keeper, it came through a 
group of players, didn't it? Maybe he didn't see it. Mm. It looked it looked like he sort of let it in. It looked like when Are you saying he threw the game? <laughs> no. I'm saying it had a look of when you're rotating keepers keep in five aside and you've got someone in net who's not bothered about being in net. Yeah, and so it's just one in so he can get back so out. Just happy to let yeah, one yeah, in. Yeah. Is, how it, is how it looked. But um, celebrate with Nonto, which was nice. Yeah. Who it, still disappears off down the tunnel at full time now. He doesn't stay out with the rest of them. Sul- uh, sulky little fucker. Yeah. yeah. So we need to we need to sort that out. Okay. That's that's his his new version of going on strike, presumably, because he didn't want to be here. Mm. But um, Don't need him anyway. No. no he, he, James he, loves wasn't, it. he wasn't great, was he, when he came on? It was a weird second half, on it? Yeah. It's fine. It, it had lost all shape by that point. Yeah. Um, but, nah, well. Just returning to Somerville's first goal, Tom saying it was a fantastic dummy by the defender on his on, the, on his first goal. <laughs> the keeper letting him in, defender dummying him. Excellent. Some of our best players were playing for them, weren't they? Some very high-level stuff. Um, so then... Three, was, it, was it Edwards they had who was just laughably bad? Was he the full... full yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they, took him off, they took him off at half-time. Yeah. God, Red, he was getting... Oh, Absolutely destroyed every yeah, time. I was listening to Radio Leeds on the way back down. Ross McCormack was on there um, with um, with Johnny Buchan and they were, it was saying like it was Edwards who had a torrid time in that first half, yeah. Because he was one who, towards the end of the first half, looked like he was trying to get sent off. By- Byron passed the ball and he just booted him afterwards. Like, <laughs> come on, please end it for me. Yeah, at 36 I've got another says ref refusing to book them. Right. Which I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what that was. Um, then a minute, a few minutes later, Dan James, he did the thing I've been wanting him to do for ages. Which is where he just sees a big space in front of him and he just boots it really hard and runs after it. And then they did foul him. Uh, it's been mentioned, actually, just on that, it has been mentioned in the comments. Where is it? Let me find it if I can. Uh, that Ruta passed to himself a couple of times in that game. <laughs> it was Tom who's mentioned it, actually. Yeah. It's comments on screen at the minute. Um, he's taking the piss. And I enjoyed that as well, where Leeds United were taking the piss. And some Ole's started up as well. Ole, Ole. End of the first half, which is always a sign that it's moved towards being like a training exercise. It's a shame we couldn't. Add to his second half, really. Yeah, I wanted us to score eight. I did as well. Yeah, you hopefully, want, you want to, yeah. Because you get, you just get the sort of the scent of blood, and don't you? And you think, yeah, we can absolutely destroy him here. Yeah, just as, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it, I know it's more sensible to say, as Richard, I was going to say, as, as Richard said in the comments, crowd wanted seven. Gaffer wants a fully fit squad. Yeah, I sat down at the start of the second half, said, let's get ten. <laughs> <laughs> it felt doable as well. To be yeah, fair. it's funny. At, at half time, I, I tweeted when was the last time we were four up at half time, and it, it turns out I was right. It was the Ipswich when Yeboah had scored a hat-trick in the first half. And I remember, it, it was the season, I think, or maybe it was the season, it must have been the same season, Scum had beaten them 9-0. Yeah. And I remember thinking, against 4-0, I was thinking, we can do 9 here. Little Scum Bastard could have had a first it, half hat-trick, couldn't he as well? He finished 4-0, did that one. Right. Uh, he could, yeah, he blazed one over, didn't he? Yeah, should have scored that. that we, should have, we should have scored that goal about two or three Piro times. should have scored it as well, shouldn't yeah. he? I think, was that where he got cut back to Somerville as well and he just shot straight at the keeper? Yeah, it was. The, then, we should have scored about two or three times in yeah, that sequence. Because yeah. Somerville, his fourth goal was basically that goal. Mm. It was like the goal he should have scored. He just did it. Just looking at the scores that are ongoing at the minute. This is exciting when you're the early kickoff because you can see what's going on. Bournemouth, Bournemouth losing at home to Burnley. Guess who scored? Charlie Taylor. Correct. First oh, goal. First goal in eight years. Wow. Bloody hell. How did Wayne Bruni's Birmingham get on? They I lost. Mean, I know they got on. They, they lost. lost. They lost. They? Three, on the, three on the bounce. What was the final score? It was two 0 at half time. Wasn't it? Was uh, it three one uh, in the I'll, end. I'll have a look. I think it was. I think it finished three one. It was. But that's going well for him. Yeah, three one. Super. Yeah. So uh, that was goal number. Th- Three, where were we? I've lost track of my, uh, my goals now. So many of them. Um, 34 minutes, James gets his second. That was the one on the right foot where he just sort of put it out of the keeper's reach, didn't mm-hmm. he? Good finish. And that was another similar one like you were saying about what you want from James where some of them just passed it into loads of space for him. So go on, you're really quick. Run onto that and score. Mm. Easy. Yeah. It was, uh, I'm just, just looking at my notes as well. Some point in injury time first half, um, they attacked and it looked dangerous that Ampadu just took it off them in, yeah. a, in a kind of way of like, stop being silly. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting there because the they did have occasional half moments where, yeah. you, where, where, because we were attacking so much, 
And I, I happened to look as they broke on us and we were two on two at that point. And I thought, please get back because we don't want to start messing around um, in this sort of situation. But it's just a very, very, this is stating the obvious, a very, very different level to the Premier League, though, isn't it? Where you, <laughs> oh, hugely, you, get, yeah. you get caught to like two on two or even three on two sometimes. And because the players are not very good and no one can bring it, everyone needs like three touches to bring it under control. You just have so much more scope for, for getting back and stopping it. Like the one where Shackleton chests it and Rodon gets back. But, you know, that before Rodon has a chance to get there, Harry Kane's just scored in that situation. But because he's playing Vodersfield, it was like, right, I just need another four or five touches under this. I'll try and get the ball stationary. Yeah. Then, I'll, then I'll be able to shoot. And yeah, it was, it's fairly forgiving. But mm. it's, it's more fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Winning games. It really is, yeah. I, I like it more than losing them. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler, got quite, I got quite tired of that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it was rubbish, wasn't it? Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, and then injury time in that first half. When he put five minutes up, I thought, go on, Leeds, go get another one. And they did. Mm. They were. They that, treated me. The Olays led up to that goal as well. It was brilliant. Like people started Olay mm. and then we thought, okay, we'll score then. Cool. We did. Um, that was, yeah, so Cree's second one. That was a bit, bit of a P-roller as well in the sense that the keeper should have done a lot better. Yeah. My halftime note is, is their goalkeeper a hologram? <laughs> <laughs> so I was starting to think, I don't, like, think like seen, Rimmer. I, I don't think I've seen him touch the ball. Apart from maybe a bit of kicking he'd mm. done with it. But yeah, other than that, I don't think I'd seen him make a save. Yeah. Did you put money on Huddersfield at any point today? Um, yeah. Well, I'd done a bit, I think I'd done a five a pre-game. Then I think at 2-0, I put like... 2-0, you'd seen them for that long. Yeah, I know. I think, I think You're an idiot. Yeah, but they went to like you three... Could, they you were just like, giving me that money. They were like 300 to one. And I thought, I'll just put another quid on. <laughs> just to be, just put a quid on the draw just to cover it off. Chasing your losses. No, uh, I was, well... No, because I'm not. You, if you're chasing something, it's just you want to catch it, and I don't. I, right. want, I wanted to lose an extra pound, and I did. <laughs> so well done, me. I hope you enjoyed doing that. Well done. A little pat on the back. Um, can we talk about Jorginho Ruta again? And I know it feels a bit like positive Groundhog Day doing this, but he's just so much fun, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He just he just fills me with joy. He makes me feel happy. Yeah, he was there in the build-up for Somerville's one before halftime, wasn't he? He was. Was he down the left on that one, taking the piss? I seem to remember he, he got the ball. Again, one of those where you think, oh, he's not going to get this. And then you think, oh, he's not going to keep this. And then before you know it, he's twisted and turned. And he's, 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 he's 10 yards of space. And he's away and he's laid it back and we scored again. 
Yeah, he's, he's great fun. I feel almost sorry for him that he's not got more goals this year. Yeah. Because he definitely deserves it. But, mm. you know, if he just keeps putting them on a plate for people. He is, as Lucas is saying, way too good for this league. He is. Which is mad, isn't it? It's Given what we saw last year. Good that he to stay. Yeah, oh yeah, like... And prove a point. Enormous credit to him that it was the end of last season where Sam Allardyce, you know, was mm. basically <laughs> refusing to acknowledge that he existed it was that game where he was on the bench and he just left Rodrigo on because he's like oh we don't have any forwards and then you look at Rutter this year and think he's our best player mm. how has this happened I don't think Allardyce probably got any further than seeing the baggy turned up with yeah, his, and, and his coat and just went no not for the relegation <laughs> scrap but well, yeah, he, he, had, he had the run of it today he, only, he looked a little bit disappointed he didn't manage to get a goal himself yeah but did he have one ruled out did you, did you say no or was he offside it, it or something Piro, Piro, wasn't it? Yeah. had one ruled out I, I lose track of them all you know um, but yeah, he's just he's just so much fun. Um, loads and loads of fun. Uh, who would you put in your candidates for Hero of the Week then? In terms of who was your man of the match today? It's quite hard to pick one, isn't it, really? Somerville again. Mm. Fort Mob have given it to Somerville. 9.5 out of 10. It's not a quiet shout for Kamara, who I think yeah. improved the midfield massively today. He did some really good twinkle toesy stuff down by the East Stand as well, just when you thought he'd kind of run himself into trouble and he just emerged with it. You're like, mm. nice. It, one when he was kind of defending helping out at left back and one when he was a little bit further forward. And yeah. I just it just felt like the tempo of it all was an awful lot better through midfield with him there. And he's a lot he, he's happy to run with the ball and receive it in slightly more difficult areas probably than Gruev. So uh, yeah, I thought he made a big difference. Yeah, he's very very kind of um progressive as he just, is play. It's just like a, a very good all round midfielder in a in a way that is a, feels a bit of a luxury. Mm-hmm. I suppose when when we saw Grove the other day, I think Grove is probably meant as an Ampadu replacement and then it's Kamara and Gray for the other slot because yeah. you can see Gray doing that stuff too but you know when Gray's at right back and there, there, there. it gets a bit um, it gets a bit messy doesn't it in midfield but I really like I really like Ampadu I like his desire to come and pick up the ball all the time he's always looking for it always looking to recycle it keep it moving they just seem to really work nicely together in midfield and obviously you've got um, Archie Gray who can slot back in there too so nice everything's bloody lovely I really liked Sam Byram again yes mm. he's just like again I can't believe how this has happened but he's just really good and like the way he, he dribbles past players and beats players and he's got mm. a bit of skill it's like I don't necessarily remember this from last time you remember him as like an athletic young boy and now he's just yeah he's just dribbling off the wing beating full backs setting up chances doing all everything right it's like how has this happened and I thought when Shackleton moved to left back in the second half he picked it up a bit there as well I thought he was good mm. yeah Shackleton was good actually considering he was targeted throughout the first half yeah um, particularly down that side they must have seen that as an area to exploit. But yeah, it, there were a couple of moments when he got caught on his heels early doors. When, I think we were only might have been 1-0 up or 2-0 up at that point. I can't quite yeah. remember. But um, when you had those little sniffs, the little half chances, but I thought he was, uh, no, he was good, wasn't he? But just in terms of Byram's impact on the game, we always look more solid when he's on the pitch, regardless of which side he's on. If it's the left, we always look really, really tidy. Yeah. Down that side. Yeah, we do. And I know the game got stretched and it was a little bit ragged later on, but um, it was... Uh, that was nice. Considering as well that going into the game, Fark was saying how they needed to make a late decision on Byron because they didn't know whether to play. He could play three games in a week again and he just made it look really easy. And then the second half, just give him a big rest. It's all good. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking down the team actually on the FOP mob thing, the, uh, which which does give players scores based on algorithms. But once again, every single outfield player for us in the green, just right. everyone everyone played well. What, what does that mean in terms of like seven out of ten? Or yeah, I think it's above seven. Right. So yeah, everyone played well. Somerville, Somerville, the best of them, which is hardly surprising given the, the yeah, goals. I was say, the, two goals and two assists is kind of. It's yeah. fine, is that, and it? You'd, you'd yeah. probably take that. Whereas for Huddersfield, everyone in the red. 
Oh, Becky, 4.5, the in, worst player on the pitch. In the doghouse, eh? Mm. Uh, and so on and so forth. None of our subs did well. No, is, what, the, is, what? The, is the short version of it as well? Did they not? But the game, but, the game was yeah, over. Well. As a, it was over as a contest by then, wasn't it? It was just you know doing uh, doing bits to change stuff. So like Rodon went off at sixty four just to protect him. That's when Cooper came on and started. Uh, uh, the the defence looked like more fun, more adventurous. <laughs> mm. Was Cooper bad? I didn't think it. I no, thought I thought, it was all right, I thought Cooper uh, Ailing was noticeable. Well, there, there, was yeah. that one, there was that one moment when Cooper. Oh, did he give away? A, should he give away a penalty? No, he got he got slightly the wrong side of the attacker. And the attacker went into the space behind him and the ball was dropping over him. And I thought, oh no! But then he managed to get back and make that last ditch recovery tackle, which yeah. might be the one you're thinking was about. That, was it a tackle, that? Yeah. Because it was eerily quiet in the cop when he did that, which makes me think everyone's quietly thinking that might be a, that might be a penalty. Oh uh, no, I think that was like quite but, in front was of me. It? it seemed fine. There was, oh, a, okay. there was a fear of it. I thought the same because it was kind of, it happened on my blind side. I went, oh no, don't do it. Yeah. And we got Bamford on. Yep. Booed very, very briefly. Then drowned out with a song. I know, yeah. yeah. Was it, was, it was audible, though, and to the point where I was actually slightly taken aback. It was very brief, though, I thought. Was it? it was, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was audible. I only did it for five or six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nice, though, that the crowd recognised, like the majority of the crowd recognised, no, let's not boo our own players onto the pitch yeah. and sang his name. Particularly, you know, on a, on a nice day as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, nice, I think as well, it's you've got to remember, it's, it's a form of pantomime, isn't it? And it's a form of, like, mass expression. Like, you can't say to him, look, I broadly support you, but what I thought you did by taking a penalty <laughs> on Wednesday night was a little bit selfish and yeah. didn't put the team's needs first. So how do you distill that into a thing you can communicate in a stadium with tens of thousands Boom. of people? It's, like, it's either a boo or applause, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I think so I think that needs it needs to be remembered that it's, it is a, it's, it's reductive. There's a level of nuance required, isn't there, to, to kind of get across which you can't in a stadium. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. They, um, it was. I suppose it's good for him to get on and get it, get that first bit out of the way. Yeah, if you know what I mean, because he won't get booed next game. No, if he comes on, unless he misses another penalty <laughs> at Leicester, which he won't. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, it was so toothless. Like when he had that shot as well, you kind of went, oh, Patrick. It's very Patricky then. Mm. But then he did, he did like did a really good recovery tackle at one point. He was running back in the midfield and made a good tackle. And yeah, that a, was good. That was good. Yeah, he did yeah. a really good run down the right wing and crossed it, and mm. it just went past Anthony. Yes, which would have been a good chance. Um, yeah. Comments are suggesting that tackle by Cooper. By the way, I don't think he got the ball. It looked, I thought it looked a bit dicey. I have yeah. to say, and the, the sort of just a, a, an intake of breath and then complete silence. Because yeah. normally, if a player goes down and it's a, and people think it's not a penalty, you get people yelling at the player saying he's gone down, whereas everyone just went, Ooh, "Okay." It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, to like watch a game where you feel like there's no jeopardy in it. Or very, very little jeopardy. Like I said, there were those moments where Huddersfield just got us a little bit on the break and you just thought, defend this properly. And then we did most times. They had a couple of very, very half chances. But other than that, it was just like, it was like a training exercise. Mm. It was dead relaxing, wasn't it? The whole thing. And it makes a a massive change. I know know there's anxiety attached to the idea of we need to get promoted. But, you know, broadly speaking, based on what you witnessed today, it's like, it's all very chill, isn't it? The thing is, it was so dominant from us that they were happy to not attack particularly and we just seemed grateful that we weren't attacking anymore yeah. and so it just played out in this weird nothing of a game it was, it was, like, a bit... it was like attack versus defence but without any attacking I mean, it was quite early in the second half where if you're going to get back into a game not that anyone really does from 4-0 down it's incredibly rare isn't it but if you're going to get back into a game you need to be going at a team and Rutter was down injured it, can't have been, it must have been the first 10 minutes of the second half mm. and they had the ball and they just put it out because you, you got the feeling they were just like <laughs> oh, fine just 
We know we don't. We'd rather waste time here than try and score because if we try and score, you might break and get another one. And we'd rather just the ball's out of play for for a minute or two. So that was kind of. And then by the time that happens, we get it. You have to kick it back to us. And before you know it, we've wasted five minutes and you've not scored again. And that seemed to be the point it had reached by then. There was absolutely no see it out. No sort of up and at them. It was like yeah, we're four nil. Fine by us now. We'll just get this over and done with. A couple of the comments then that are coming out from the press conference. Uh, he's quietly confident, is Farker, that Rodon, a little bit of a tweak, the hamstring, and mm. some of it will be fit to face Leicester on Friday. It's good. I think it's probably good to cast a bit of doubt in public. So, mm. you know, play a bit of the old mind games and all that. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they'll be in. And just talking about uh, Joel Peru, actually, talking about um, it wasn't necessarily the game for him to shine today because the attack was set up in a way for the players with the most pace to thrive, which worked, didn't it? Because Somerville got two, Dan James got two. I thought he was decent today, though. I thought he did his... He linked up well, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did his hold-up, linky-up stuff pretty well. Yeah. And he he drops really deep sometimes as well when they're trying to stifle the midfield because you noticed how they were sat back. he just come and drop in almost to like near to Ampadu and, mm. and Kamara, just pick the ball up, pop it back off again. But it's nice I'm sort of getting a handle on how Farker's got a set-up to play now and I quite like it, I think. Yeah, I was thinking, because again, after Wednesday when we got beat, there was a bit of talk about are we making the most of Perot and Rutter? Have we gotten the wrong way around? And so I think, like, you could say Perot is the striker and you could say Rutter is the number 10, and they're going to play exactly the same way, I think. Mm. It's just what they do and the kind of players they are. I think they complement each other quite well. And in games like that, Piro's job is kind of just to get out of the way and make space for people and leave it for the, everyone else to have fun. Is it, is, um, has Chris Enzio some of them got six in 12 now, something like that? He's scored in, I think, something like that. I heard a stat that, that mentioned on Radio Leeds, so you have to forgive me for not picking up on it properly, but has he scored six goals now? So he's, yes. he's getting you one in two. Yeah. Whereas Piro, useless. <laughs> but it's yeah, fine, the, though, the, the goals are just coming from all over, which is great. And I'm, ple- I'm pleased the little scum bastard is um, he's adding some end product to his um, he was very good today to his game I was thinking though during the game this is probably like the first time since he's been at Leeds he's actually had a run of games playing in his proper position on the wing because mm. all that first season he was just playing up front basically yeah, I think he had a brief which everyone loved yeah which worked an absolute treat didn't it um, but yeah it's the first time he's played on the wing and seems to be having fun and getting confidence and mm. he's doing really well I said this to my dad actually at one point that Maybe he just needed to be coached as well. Like I know we had Bielsa as his coach, but he was playing up front most of the time mm. when Bielsa was here. Then Bielsa got sacked. And then we went through the whole chaos ball period. Then he ends up at Fulham. And now he's finally come back and you've got Farker in there. We might just be telling him to do one or two little things differently. Mm. And it seems to be maybe perhaps applicable, the same thing that he's doing with um, with Somerville, which may be, maybe to be more decisive um, in attacking areas. And like he took his shots earlier against Norwich you know, when he went through. Maybe he's just encouraging that out of him as well, just mm. getting him a little bit more sure of themselves. I, playing, I mean, playing against some absolute championship <laughs> lumps is undoubtedly easier as well. But it builds the confidence, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. If you know you're better than the opposition. Yeah. You do look at players like Somerville and Rutter and James having loads of fun and then you look at Brendan Aronson having an absolute miserable mm. time and you think, the, the lads that have stayed have really made the right choice here, it seems, yeah. isn't it? And if we go up... 6-11 for Somerville, Somerville, sorry. Okay. The, just the momentum of, of it for the club as a whole and for those players last year as well it felt like it was never getting going for them whereas you feel like if we were drop, if we do go up or even if you know tomorrow we were dropped into the Premier League all of a sudden you'd see Somerville and James looking like good players in there whereas mm. towards the end of last year you were like I don't know I don't know if this is ever going to really click yeah yes um, but click today it did didn't it um, anything further to add then before we wrap it up it's just been a nice a nice relaxing day all round hasn't it fun and the day is young. Only half past three. However, it is. What are you going to go do with the rest of the afternoons? Go watch that again? 
I actually, well, I actually, well, I watched the second half. I watched yeah. the first half again because that was fun. Uh, Bournemouth won, Burnley won, so they've clawed their way back into it. That's exciting, isn't it? For them, not really. No, uh, but <laughs> Sheffield, Sheffield United are losing. You're joking. The to Arsenal, which comes as a surprise. I was um, discussing today. Is it possible that the Sheffield clubs are going to end the season on minus points? Because I think at some point <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday might get a points deduction because they've already they're already getting sanctions, aren't they? So if they could get a points deduction. <laughs> Between them, they might end up on like minus eight or something. <laughs> that would be good fun. Which would be it? great if, a, if a, an entire city can be can be on minus points. Yeah, excellent. Um, Stoke are beating Middlesbrough. They're winning up there. Mm-hmm. Plymouth are beating Ipswich at home, which is uh, Ipswich are at home rather than Plymouth, by the way. So uh, that's a long, yeah, Sunderland long lo- cross country jaunt, nice. Sunderland to Plymouth. Yeah, Sunderland losing to Norwich and Watford won Millwall one. So it's looking all right at this stage. Plenty of time for that to change, but um, at least we've had a nice time and that's the important thing and we can now look ahead to next Friday and another three points against Leicester, can't we? Well, why are you sniggering? It'll be tough. What? The thing is, it'll be tough, but it's not It's not Premier League tough. It's the hardest game of the season, isn't it? Isn't it away at Leicester? Yeah. And you look at it and you go, oh, well, you know, we might. Yeah. Whereas the hardest game in the Premier League, you look at it and you go, no, mm. absolutely nothing. Apart from what Stuart Dallas scores. Happy days. Well, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? I did. Did you enjoy it? We should do more of it. Right. What, could you keep winning? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> if we keep yeah. doing that, might go up and then we can hate every minute of being back in the Premier League. <laughs> we'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.